Welcome to Front Row Geeks. Hi everybody! Welcome to another fine, ep- fine episode of the FRG podcast. I am Eddie, aka Baron Five X, one of your hosts, and joining me today, our fine panel of other usual suspects: Astro Omega, Betel, and PX. Yes. Hello, gentlemen. It's good to see you. I know we had a long holiday weekend. Hope you all been well. Got to do some fun for MLK weekend. Uh, I had a normal weekend. What holiday you speak of, sir, does not exist. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry, Asher. <laughs> uh, I, I was going to ask off off recording, but I'll ask it now. Is it one of those things where they at least give you another day off elsewhere, or they just do not recognize that as a, like, a company-observed holiday? Uh, in this case, it's more of the fact that uh, it's the department I work in does not recognize that holiday. Because it's one of those, like, things that i can't really discuss openly yeah yeah now yeah i I don't need i don't need the tea i've just because i know i know that's something i I, that i know isn't like as strictly enforced that being said i don't know any place other than hr block where i haven't had that day off and i think hr block is because they are excuses because it's seasonal they got to take care of people well they're also a tax thing and general knowledge it's tax season yep yep Mm -hmm. on a similar note do any of you ever "Quote unquote," officially get Good Friday off. No, that no. Uh, I've never gotten Good Friday off, but that's because I haven't worked for a overly religious company or a I company agree. that observes uh, Christian holidays. Well, to me, even outside as, of the obvious one, even as yeah. someone who is a practicing Catholic, Good Friday being a, a, an off day was never a thing. Except it was at the company I am now for a few, the few at least the last few years. But then the last two years, they changed that. They removed it and changed it into a floating holiday. And I thought that was like okay. a rare thing. But I, I feel like I just had a like conversation with some people that I know at other companies that like oh, Good Friday was at least at one point recognized as like a day off. And I thought that was just weird. I, I didn't expect that, even as a practicing Christian myself. I mean, the one company I could think of offhand that probably would observe it is Chick-fil-A. That is speculation, and I, I don't know if it's open on Friday. That's a good question. Uh, I've never noticed. I mean, like you can easily check online and see if it is or not. I'm kind of curious now. Now that now that I brought that up, uh, see, this is a quick Google search: Chick Fil A open Good Friday. Let's see. Come on, Google. Work for me here. Um, is it? What does it say for Good Friday? Uh, it has his regular hours, so that is not the point. That is not the case. <laughs> I I didn't say it was truth. I just said like the one company I could think of that might do it would be Chick Fil A. And if they don't, okay, that <laughs> yeah, that's why I thought it was so reg- uh, unusual because I until I got to this current position, I had never seen that anywhere. Anyway, I thought I'd just bring it up. Hi everybody, welcome to the podcast. Let's get into the, into some interesting stuff. And actually, let's start off with a not-so-newsworthy thing, but I got a question I wanted to pose to the panel today. 
is kind of more of a like teaser for the rest of our episode. I posted a meme last week about one of those like Rick uh, from Rick and Morty pulling the wallpaper off the wall reveal memes, saying that mm-hmm. a Fallout dystopia is preferable to a cybernetic dystopia. And Not true. That got me thinking. So yeah, thoughts. Uh, I'd rather deal with the cybernetic dystopia because consumerism than quite literally radiation poisoning. Trust me, I, I had to deal with, here's how you identify radiation poisoning. It is not pretty. No. And <laughs> Doc kept going, it's also painful as hell, too. So, no. <laughs> I mean, you're presuming that you, you, um, that I were exactly. That you don't get uh, killed in the initial blast wave. Okay. I, well, I then you're not surviving into this uh, <laughs> dystopia. Yeah, anyway. yeah. yeah, I think the yeah. prompt assumes that you you make it to the dystopian future. So, <laughs> on some of the level. two, of the two, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, I would not end up in one of the uh, in one of the vaults. Uh, so I would definitely die in the one scenario. The other one is just naturally going to happen in the next twenty years, anyways. So as all the corporations become governments of their own right, uh, because they're already halfway there. So well, well. Honestly, let's. Uh, I would go with the cyberpunk just because that's the one I already am going to be surviving into. I'm sure. <laughs> the devil, you know, sort of answer. Yeah. Okay. I I feel that. That and I do not want to see three foot long roaches. That 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 immediately just uh, all of my no. I, every single ounce of it. Nor do I want to see, like, killer bees the size of fucking condors. Cazadors. Yeah, no, but I already had that dream 20 years ago. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Uh, Actually, we're bringing up PCSC for MPX. Uh, Actually, no, it was almost, like, more than that, but anyway. What are your feelings, MPX? Well, ultimately, you're asking whether you want to live in the Wild West or Chicago. (laughs) And? (laughs) I'm going to be honest, I'd rather live in the Wild West. Oh, right. Okay. So you would take the Fallout dystopia? Yeah. Interesting. All right. You know what? I'm, you all know me. I'm a Fallout fanboy. So I did, I did want to, to lean towards, you know, the Fallout dystopia for anything is if we're going to give, give this scenario that the environment's portrayed in, in Fallout as what to go off of. I like to think that Fallout's really goofy and people have fun in that world. That almost makes me want to draw to it. But then, yeah, the giant rad roaches, the giant cazadors, the giant mosquito bugs. Yeah, fuck no, I cannot do that. That sounds horrible. All I think about is that that scene in Jumanji. Those like giant giant bees was was in that movie, right? No. Yeah, yeah. the one that was trying giant to have it wasps, through the I field. Yeah, that's the part of the movie where we're like, no, I'm out. I'm not doing this. I don't want to relive any part of this movie. And and because of that, I I definitely think I cannot do Fallout Dystopia. Just because of that. I mean, like, one counterpoint to, like, Cyberpunk 27 dystopia, we could be going into a Deus Ex type dystopia. That's cyberpunk. Yeah, it, it's cyberpunk, but it's more of, like, less cyberpunk than, well, I, I wouldn't say it's less of, like, consumerism cyberpunk and more of just, let, let's take the tinfoil hat and put everything in it type dystopia. I'm still wondering if that's better I mean, than what I was suggested. Like, if if we're going for a cyberpunk dystopia, I want more of a Johnny Mnemonic uh, ex- experience. Oh, so you want the uh, random dolphin in a tank hopped up on cocaine? <laughs> I mean, not that part necessarily, but... 
it you'll, data you'll courier. It if it has to be included yeah yeah i'm more thinking like the data courier aspect ah yes the like what was it how many gigabytes was he trying to store in his head he said he had like know, a 80 was... gigabyte limit or something yeah, which is obvious, very obviously a sign of the times. Nowadays, it would be <laughs> we would be talking. Nowadays, we'd be talking about terabytes. At, at some point in the future, it would be exabytes. Petabytes. I, I think they mentioned that right now to quantify human. Um, God, was it? Uh, well, remember, it was also only a portion of his brain, not the, the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. Leave. But I, I swear, somebody mentioned that in order to quantify the equivalent of like. What somebody would experience in five minutes is the equivalent of like a hundred petabytes. If we changed it into uh, data and just raw data, you, you want me to quote a a random googled uh, article that I just pulled up for this? Yeah, sure. Go what, ahead. what are they saying? From the Clinical Neurology Specialists website or cscnsnevada.com specifically. Bringing this back to the human brain, according to a 2010 article of Scientific American, the memory capacity of the human brain is reported to have the equivalent of 2.5 petabytes of memory capacity. Okay, I got the data, I got the amount right, eh, the type of amount right, but I was definitely wrong about the amount. You were in the, you were in the, well, that's also in the 2010. Yeah. That was also 2010, though. You're right. In 2010, we weren't, we weren't imagining things in 4K, so I imagine it'd be a lot more now. Yeah, well, that's if we're trying to capture data in 4K. Well, it's also a question of exactly how lossless this data is. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. My eyeballs can only capture in 480p. <laughs> you you get 480p, Lucky. I'm I'm stuck with 128. I mean, that's that's me. That's with my glasses on. <laughs> I'm right right up there with you. Ugh. Yeah. The other thing against the Fallout this dystopia is I kind of feel like I want I still want working plumbing. And I mean, so you'd rather have all the fun technologies, just none of the bad stuff. Yeah. So yeah, but you power. you kind of have to take the good with the bad. So you have, I I mean, and you do have some fun technologies. In fairness to the Fallout universe, you have all kinds of fun nuclear powered stuff. Yeah, I mean, like mini nuke batteries, power armor, away oh, literally so flying flying cars. Actually, have I'm, flying cars. I think you have flying cars in both of those scenarios. Yeah. yeah but... On the other hand, someone can run a simple hack on us and kill us. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> uh, I mean, none of these are great, but I mean, <laughs> they're they're the choices. So, what are you going to do? Okay. Well, let's let's add it. Let's add a third variable in there. Oh, okay, um, right. So we have the two that we've already expressed. We've got the Fallout and we've got the Cyberpunk. Uh, what about like a Mad Max style? Ooh. Mad Max. Mm. I mean, or if, one you hand... fourth, if you want a fourth variable, we can also throw in Waterworld. Oh fuck! Yeah. Nope, no, you guys know me. I'm not fucking <laughs> Waterworld. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, the Mad Max one is to me very Fallout esque already, but I don't know. Well, that's why I simplified my choice between you know the Wild West and Chicago. Yeah. Either you live in civilization. Barely. Are you living in a place where there is no civilization? I'm, yeah, I'm taking Chicago, baby. And it's a good musical, too. So now that we've uh, talked that one to the ground and all that jazz, uh, what's the next topic? All right. So I wanted to bring up a current news item about 
Ubisoft. Um, I'm not sure if you all have heard the news, but um, and and that really depends. Because I think the the only time in recent memory we've had a conversation about a Ubisoft game was the oh yeah, there was was the Raging Rabbits game. Just because I think that we brought that up two episodes ago when we we're talking about the old game awards and our surprise to find uh, Mario plus Rabbits make us equal the past year. Yes, that was one. Of, they just made a sequel of that, but in relation to that. Ubisoft was reporting that sales of that sequel game were not as high as they were expecting. Um, in in conjunction with all that, they just announced this last week that they have canceled, I think, upwards of six yet-to-be-revealed games from their roster. Oof, gone. Whatever they were are now gone. Uh, they projected l- lower earnings for this ne- upcoming quarter, and for the sixth time, they have delayed Skull and Bones, which... A reminder for everybody out there that is supposed to be once upon a time a DLC for Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which came out yeah. like 2013, I think. So, yeah, Ubisoft is not doing too good right now, and it I think it just serves as a um, kind of a canary in the mind of how the games industry is like contracting after so much positive growth for the last few years, probably spurred by COVID and people needing to stay home and playing video games. Well, I think there's a lot going on with Ubisoft just simply internally of like what's going on in terms of management, I would think, more than anything. Like, are they not letting certain projects reach fruition? Are the projects that are getting to completion uh, not doing very well? Like, I the thing with the rabbits is, is that they didn't market it at all, as far as I can tell. Or if they did market it, they marketed it to people, you know, that isn't me. Or they were like hoping that, that the, the name alone would be enough to bring people in because again, this was a award winning, very successful first go at it. Yeah. One I mean, I, th- I think as far as reviews goes, people are saying it's a good game still. But yeah, it just didn't pull what Ubisoft was expecting. <laughs> I mean, it's like uh Beyond Good and Evil, which has been in development hell longer now than uh Duke Nukem Forever. What a time. And it it has actually surpassed it in terms of uh supposed active development or at least you know supposedly still especially since the last build the one with the monkey uh got canned and supposedly they've gone back to the drawing board you'll be happy to know that that game was not amongst those canceled at a still in development yeah that's half the reason why it's you know slightly surpassed that a certain other game a certain game that was infamous for being in development l well, yeah. Before well, I the joke that. wrote itself. Yeah. I mean, to your point, APX, I mean, certainly management, you know, this is clearly a management thing. I mean, almost clearly a management thing altogether. But I think a lot of that is this, like, oh, desire of, like, grow, 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 grow. And there was fertile ground for that the last couple of years because, again, the, of the circumstances. And then, for whatever reason, none of these game companies thought, you know what, maybe this will shrink again once people are allowed to able to go back outside and not fear health concerns. First of all, I would say I don't think that was nearly as much of a problem as you think it is. I mean, I think it's a bigger thing for most of the uh, more paper, uh, more board game style stuff or pen and paper RPGs, which ended up seeing significant growth because people obviously had to be locked in. But because of communications, you could do pen and paper RPGs or board games across the internet versus, say... I think most computer games and like video games as a whole, I 
while they probably saw a significant bump up, I don't think they were, I don't think they were, you know, suddenly stating this is the new normal was it's was so much more profitable than it has been. I don't think that's the case. Okay. I, I'm, uh, I'm trying to follow because I'm not sure what you meant by that. Was, well, what I'm saying is, is that I think you're focusing the games that ended up getting a bump because of the pandemic, I don't think are the typical uh, fair for most of the big three. I don't think FIFA ended up getting a big bump because, you know, the pandemic. Because, oh, wow, I get to see people running across a green field on my screen. Uh, maybe you end up seeing, like, people who wouldn't usually play video games play video games more. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these companies just simply rely on people on the end sale. So it doesn't matter if somebody is playing the video game. What matters is that they sold it. Somebody put money down and got the game. What happens yeah. after that? Yeah. Well, I, I, sorry, are you, are you, do you, are you saying you don't agree that there was a significant bump? Of- I don't think there was a significant bump for most of the video game companies, especially the big ones that probably already had yearly titles and releases and probably, you know, recurring revenue from previous releases. I don't have the data in front of me, but I, I mean, I, for the sake of being confident about it, that is just the trip that the industry did grow significantly during that time frame. In fact, well, it's well, a question of which part. What what we might be also be seeing though is keep in mind that some games have more of a growth than other games. Like <laughs> I, I think to the point of like a FIFA. Sure, you know you may see a jump, but in compared to its overall it's going to be a smaller jump than uh, compared to some other titles. Like, for example, um, Animal Crossing did gangbusters because it came out just as the lockdown was starting and everybody and their mother got New Horizons. <laughs> so, I mean, to say it's not... I, I, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure MPX isn't saying that, you know, there was no growth. It's just that, you know, certain titles, certain franchises had proportionately more than others. I just don't think... Uh, the problem with saying the industry as a whole is that the industry as a whole also includes mobile games, indie uh-huh. games, uh-huh. you know, MMOs. Uh-huh. And uh, as I was trying to invite in, it's like the pen and paper RPGs and board games also saw a significant growth simply because we now have a format of being able to play those uh, across the internet effectively. But... Uh, I'm not saying that these companies did not see a bump, like a 10% or 20%, but I mm-hmm. don't think it's a significant bump of like 50%. Like suddenly their revenue spiked uh, unconsciously. Okay. I mean, if that's if that's the like the, the goalpost you're, you're looking at, I can understand. I would argue that a 20% bump is absolutely significant for these companies because it's how they tend to crunch numbers like that. 10% yeah. bump would have been significant. Then again, that might be the reason why they're confident in canceling these projects. I they know. have the money. They know that these projects are not going to uh, have been in development and haven't gotten anywhere. They haven't tested well. The teams on them aren't functioning for whatever reason. And they've decided to say, okay, well, we'll just simply cancel the lot and restart things on new projects. Okay. Okay. I understand that. It's hard to say exactly why they're canceling everything, why everything seems to be so languid at you, Ubisoft. I mean, I think that much is very much true. We're, 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 all we really have to work with are snippets of information and whatever 
Ubisoft is willing to release in the present. In well, that's yeah, getting a we, leaker on the inside. Yeah. yeah, we we could be years before any of any of this speculation is ultimately verified or not. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I then in that case I see I see where you go. I was offering the 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 reversal of all that as possibly part of it, but yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's all of it. Yeah. Okay. 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 Cool. <laughs> So with that, I'm I'm not sure what else there is to say about that part for for Ubisoft's sake. Um, I, th- I think amongst the group, Beyond Good and Evil is probably the, more, the most significant game impacted by whether or not Ubisoft does well or not. Um, I don't think any of us play Assassin's Creed very much, huh? Any of us? Nope. Uh, no, not really. Not my not my style. Not before the ba- not before they ended up changing it into a, another open world. Shenanigans. Uh, I've been meaning to try Valhalla. It just, yeah, it just has not been priority, so I haven't actually played it. I guess we'll keep an eye on that, and we'll see if, see what we where we learn about that, and see what it says about gaming overall. <clears throat> All right, let me see what's next here. Um, oh, here's a quick one, just because at least one of you watch this, and I don't, and just want to know what the explanation is. Did any of you watch Attack of Titan? Yeah, yeah. So can why? you can you explain to me why? I keep hearing the final season, but I've been hearing final season for like three years. Because they have been saying it for the last three years. Okay, because technically ever since they ended up starting the uh, time skip chapters, that is essentially the final, you know, act of Attack on Titan. See, and when this came up on the topic list, I was actually confused because I could have sworn I'd already seen a postmortem on Attack on Titan. and yeah, because um, the manga ended Ah, uh, okay. That's probably what it was. I the manga had its final chapter uh, last year, I believe, in spring. And a lot of people were disappointed because it ended exactly how you expected it to. <laughs> well, at that point, it didn't have that many options. I think the problem was is that after all the twists and turns, uh, there wasn't no exciting twist at the end for a lot of people. I've only seen season one of the show. And I had, really? didn't even see the last episode of it because I just I, it just didn't capture it for me. Like I like a lot of the yeah, concepts. Yeah, a lot of the concepts are cool, and like I, like I I get a tug here and there hearing about it, but it was just never enough to like I I have to watch this. And all being said, okay. I, have, I have really no criticism of it. It just wasn't for me. Everything. I and you're just confused turn. as to why we're still being told the final season of Attack on Titan yeah. is coming. Big, and I brought this brought up because I swear, earlier today I saw some sort of like, like random article or posting about final season, you know, coming back in March. I'm like, I thought we were done with this. I thought the final <laughs> season was already caught well and done. Like what? Admittedly, what I don't know why uh, the large delays are going on for the uh, seasons. Like, let's okay. You you want to know when the original season of Attack on Titan released? Yes, please. 2012. The, the the first season of the show. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. I can kind of remember me watching it around that time. It then ended up going for three to four years of a hiatus until the next season. Now, as to why, I don't know where Attack on Titan the manga was at the moment in 2012, but they might have caught up way too fast back then. So yeah, they ended up having to let the manga, you know, simmer a bit and finish up a bit more so they would have more stuff to adapt so the seasons of attack on titan have always been sort of 
staggered in some unfortunate ways. Like, honestly, they probably could have done it uh, last year. And I'm sort of confused as why they didn't. Because they had the momentum of, like, the manga ending and other things. That if they just simply, you know, finished up the current season in spring and then started up the final final season in fall, they probably would have done it. But it's also a thing of, like, I don't know if you remember this uh, bit of drama a couple of years ago, but mm-hmm. people were complaining about the animation in Attack on Titan to the point that they were sending death threats to the animation studio. I vaguely but, remember something like that, but also I don't put it past, you know, fan... The internet at large? Like yeah, like, at one hand, I kind of remember it. At the other hand, it's a Tuesday. So, yeah, pretty much. Uh, there's a lot to be said about that, so... So then, just... What, because I guess I, I could I could look this up myself, but for the sake of conversation, okay. whatever whatever this final season is, has have any episodes of that aired? Uh okay. It depends on what you call the final season, because mm. I'm pretty sure they've been calling it the final season. I don't know whether the previous season was called the final season, which it probably was, because I feel like they tried to bookend it with like every 24 or 26 episodes being a particular chapter effectively so like the first you could say season of the show is uh uh the scout corp and the second season is more of like internal intrigue and is more of the uh night attack and the revelation of you know uh traitors yeah then the third season is essentially uh the big revelations of the show. Okay. So I I did finally look this up to see if it okay. offered any clarity. And I think it does a little bit. It just What the weird. seasons? Yeah, because so technically we're on season four. Season four it was supposed to be the quote unquote yeah. final season. Yes. It is not unheard of in the current age of anime watching that a season of anime can be set separated into cores. I've seen that with several anime. Sure. Cool. Mm-hmm. What I'm seeing here. Well, that's how they set up their scheduling for Japan. So, what I'm seeing here is wildly different from that. I'm seeing that that season four premiered December seventh, twenty twenty, and went for sixteen episodes before ending. Whatever you want to call that snippet of it, like March of that of twenty twenty one. In January twenty twenty two, another set of twelve episodes began to air. That completed in April twenty twenty two, but apparently we're still in the fourth season. And now, March 4th, 2023 is when the new set of episodes are going to start dropping. We are still yeah. in the fourth season for some reason. That is what confuses me the most. How is okay. it that the fourth season has lasted 28 episodes, breaking any rules that I thought I knew about how anime is scheduled and put together? Admittedly, there are some anime that do break out of the current system, or at least are so popular or have such a long story that they have to. Obviously, there's a difference between broadcast anime and OVAs, mm-hmm. such as obviously Legend of Galactic Heroes original video animation was 115 episodes, but that was released effectively on video. It was never broadcast. The current seasons of uh, Legend of Galactic Heroes that are being done ever so slowly <clears throat> uh, are being released on broadcast television. So, But so far, they've been at least matching the close to the episode count 
to where they were in the original video animation. So we might be still dealing with that particular show from 10 years from now as well. Hopefully none of the voice actors die. <laughs> that, this is an actual issue when you end up having to rely on 10 years of, you know, broadcasting. Mm -hmm. But uh, there are other instances such as um, Fang of the Sun Dogram was 72 episodes long. Mm, yeah. And I don't think you can easily divide that down into uh, cores, as you said, because I don't think... No, 12 does uh, factor into 72. I thought it was 78. But... Well, there's also the movies and OVAs. Yeah. So those don't count. Well, I, I meant like 78 episodes of the TV series. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's other series that don't fit into that uh, schema, but those because they got cancelled early on. Like Gundam! Gundam uh, Cross, and, you know, other things. The various forms of Gundam, because I think the only one that actually got its full 50 episode run was Wing? I mean, I only know that, I only know that because I, I watched <laughs> Adult Swim as, as a teenager, so. It, even G Gundam had its like, it was slated for 50 episodes, and they cut it down to 43, I think? No. 44? That one was, they got the full slate. No. No. Wait, I'm, I'm no, looking at them. I'm looking at uh, I mean, Gundam X, I know for a fact, also got cut. That one got cut royally, because that got cut from 50 down to 39. Actually, it wasn't the 36. But, no. uh... <laughs> yeah, it is no. cut 49 episodes, by the way. So, yeah, you were, you were right. Or in episodes. And maybe they just simply decided to say Scourge doing the fifth, uh, 50th episode and just simply, you know, try to finish everything up so they have the animation budget for it. Yeah. That sounds more production than, you know, executive meddling. <laughs> so on, on that but, note, I guess, and let, I mean, if someone else has a question, feel free to jump in. Yeah. But I guess my only last question with that would be is, is you watching it, is it still good? Uh, Do you still enjoy I it? Would, Better question. Do you still enjoy it? Train her uh, kind of situation. I would say as an adaptation, it's probably up there in terms of, you know, adapting how the original manga felt, various beats, trying to demonstrate some of the uh, mystery and, you know, character motivations and things like that that go into it. But uh, at this point, it's sort of just simply a matter of commitment. We've watched this many seasons. Might as well watch the final one to its yeah. conclusion. Ah, yes, the sun cost fallacy. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see the... I mean, Eddie watched right. the final season of Game of Thrones. I was actually just going to say, that's also the only reason anyone watched the final season yeah. of Game of Thrones. I, I was going to keep it in anime and say, I'm still wa watching Rent a Girlfriend for, and reading the manga for that very fucking reason. So, yeah, Eddie's into train wrecks. We understand. That's <laughs> got it. So, <laughs> but, uh, no, I think Attack on Titan still happens to have at least a bare minimum of quality. I so, mean, it's still if nothing nice. else. It's still beloved. Uh, yeah. I think at least if you go in expecting, you know, some twists and turns during the story, it's actually really good. But if you're expecting it to deliver, you know, a really climactic and satisfying ending versus just sort of, the natural conclusion. This is the only option. This is what's to be expected. 
And in some ways, it was foreshadowed all the way back at the beginning. Were you putting it that way? I almost just want to go and watch it. It might be one of those ones I give a chance. Yeah, I, I'll say this. You might want to consider watching it after it's finally concluded so you don't have to worry about, oh, now I have to wait another year for the <laughs> final season. <laughs> to restart the final season. As far as I know... 2020. As Also, as far as I know, uh, there is no, like... Uh, secondary stuff there's no like revision that's actually been the biggest worry that a lot of people have is whether or not they're going to be changing the ending for the uh, anime because of how the reception of the manga ending was oh that's kind of interesting so i don't know if that's a thing or not and i pull in like a like a reverse george r martin we hit the editing again we brought up game of thrones before so i want to bring up again we're so disappointed by the ending of the tv show Kind of makes you wonder if Martin's going back and going like, "Well, do that in my book." <laughs> uh, shall see. I think Martin gave bad advice so people would have less expectations for his book. <laughs> he self-sabotaged so he didn't have to work as hard. Well, that's been the sort of the criticism of you know the final book that he supposedly is finally releasing. Like, has he actually gotten anywhere closer to it? Because there were rumors about it being last year. Now it's just what is good and ready. Yeah, good and ready and, and already in a box. And as long as we're not hiring him to like write for Elden Ring 2 or something. I still don't know where George was writing in that. I, I looked it up the other day. the names. I, because I, um, I've been in, uh, in a lore frenzy for Elden Ring the last couple of weeks. I did look that up. And I guess a lot of like the character relationships and their backstories was... was oh, actually that's... That's right. That's how they decided to work with it. Because I think they would, talked about this in an interview or something. Of The idea was is that they ended up like constructing the prehistory. Or like, I forget which way it went. But the idea was is that Martin ended up writing one part of the history. Like what sort of caused things to rise, things evolve, things like that. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't necessarily, you know, in the game because, of course, of how the sort of way the story is told in Dark Souls stuff. Yeah. Their um, Luda narrative, I think, is a term for that. Nah. I would say uh, it's more about how oblique uh, information is given to the player. You're not told what the story is, but you're informed on characters' snippets of dialogue and, like, their intent and other things not told directly to you gotcha okay well thanks for sharing that perspective that that i now I'll go into march understanding why why everyone is still watching the final season of the show that's while well, the final season of attack on titan has been lasting the pandemic <laughs> there'll there'll be more season there will be more parts of season four of attack on titan than there are covid variants. that'll be the time i wouldn't say that <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't say it for for real Trying to be funny and peace. Then be funny. Okay. I mean, if only. Okay, next thing. I want to bring it with you all. Um, the the switch to rumors. I want to bring this yeah. up. Here's the context because, you know, I, I think we brought... The, once upon a time, I think we brought these up, this up before you moved. Everybody's just talked about the idea of whether or not Nintendo was going to do a 1.5 version of the Switch ever since the Switch was a thing. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. And I guess we could go into or there the, might have been definitive plans for that that were scrapped at some point, and maybe the OLED the OLED version was made in favor of that. 
or Nintendo realizing that it's making money off a of Switch and why upgrade it and all that stuff. Um, or maybe the fact that like the OLED version was the original concept for the Switch, but due to various things that they had, uh, because they were being forced to try and roll the Wii U under, they had to speed up schedule and make some compromises on the original release of the Switch that yeah. the Switch 2, uh, that the OLED version, even though it's like, bet, uh, like I, I feel like there's certain design choices on the Switch that the OLED version were what they were wanting to do, but they had to roll them out right quick, like the kickstand. That's an interesting take. I, I want to believe that is real, and I think that's super interesting. Well, you have to consider, well, no. When did the Switch come out? 2017? Yeah, this is, this is supposed to be year five, or at least year five, so I feel like it's something around that. I feel like it came out holiday season 2017. March 3rd, 2017 is the release date. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, way earlier than I said. Oh, yeah. This is coming up on its sixth birthday, then, if I'm doing my math right. Yeah. So. Actually, it would be expected for them to start uh, talking about the next generation console at this point. Which brings me to why I put it on the list today is that there, instead of, you know, the I found leaks or, you know, I, the reporting that was in before on like I found schematics stuff like that. The pure speculation now is that going to the sixth year of the Switch and with the holiday season coming out, it feels like it would make sense for whatever comes next after this Switch, whether it's a 1.5, whether it's Pro, whether it's Switch 2, whether it's whatever new console design Nintendo wants to put out. Mm -hmm. It feels like this holiday season would be the time for it. But in contrast to that, we're seeing the release of the major major titles for Nintendo that are not going to coincide with that, like particularly Breath of the Wild too, or well, Tears of the Kingdom. I should actually, yeah. So that release idea is that even if we want to believe that the holiday season is when we might could expect any evolution on the Switch to occur, with what game could that possibly be with at this point? So they've just finished releasing all these major titles already. Well, remember the Wii to the Wii U ended up having a lot of titles be shared amongst them where yeah. there was a clear, you know, like they knew that so many people had adopted the Wii, but they didn't know how many people would be adopting the Wii U. So things like, uh, I don't know when the Zelda released for, uh, uh, the Wii slash Wii U, like oh. whether, uh, you know, the one with Wolf and Midnight. That was funny. Oh, uh, the HD Twilight, uh, Twilight Princess HD. Yeah. Like, was that a large, like, gap between their releases or just sort of... Yeah, that was a large gap because okay. Twilight Princess was also released on the GameCube and the Wii. Oh, sorry. Is that the one which I'm thinking of then? Uh, they did, uh, the Wii specific one was, uh, Skyward Sword, but oh, Twilight Princess, uh, but, like, the Wii U had copies of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Mm -hmm. And the years between the, uh, like, obviously, Wind Waker being GameCube title, uh, obviously, it's, like, way longer than that. But, but sorry, and Peter being there. No worries. I had that game, the HD version of Wind Waker. Never played it, though, but I had it. I have it. Uh, I want to technically get my hands on the HD version of Twilight Princess, but... That's getting into the territory of like, oh goody, time to spend out the word zoos for a physical copy. I'd rather just have the game itself and not the one that included uh, Wolf Link. 
I'm not an amiibo collector. But you would have liked it? I, I would have. I, I, I wish I had picked it up when I saw it the one time at Wally World, but no. Yeah, yeah, same thing. My only solitary amiibo that I have is my Luigi amiibo. <laughs> I understand that uh, sentiment. I had a chance of buying the 30th anniversary version of Link at Target, and I'm like, eh, it'll be here next week, and didn't go there for a few months, and then went back. Oh, it it's gone. And because it was an anniversary... Sorry, but it probably wasn't there next week either. It probably wasn't there next week because <laughs> I think I only saw like three copies of it at that Target. They were gone the moment you, you set your eyes off of it. <laughs> they just magicked into the aether. But, um, no, it, it's weird because, like, the whole, uh, the Wii U was supposed to just get, uh, Breath of the Wild, but because the fact that due to some outside influences, personal opinion, not actual opinion, not actual truth, but a lot of people treat it as this, because the Wii U was not what a lot of people were hoping because, uh, as MPX pointed out, there was a lot of shared games between the Wii and the Wii U, and here's the sad part is that when they introduced the Switch, a lot of people noticed that there was a lot of shared games between the Wii U and the Switch, and most of the time, people would take the Switch copy or the Wii copy over the Wii U copy. That poor Wii U. It had potential. It was a decent system. It just... Well, it was clunky, to put it simply. Yeah. Like, you could see the formation of what would become the Wii from it. Uh, the Switch, you mean? Well, yeah, the Switch. Sorry. But... Yeah, and that, that honestly was kind of my take on it, is, I mean, looking at the Wii U, looking at the Switch, the Switch is just the better Wii U. So, yeah. <laughs> but we all won. <laughs> we all got a great console out of a, a dark period in Nintendo's time. I mean, I say dark period, but I think it was only dark for them because you know, it took a financial hit. Otherwise, well, remember the Wii was financially successful for them. The Wii U was not. But that's probably what's going on with the Switch is that they're trying to recreate the success of the Wii with it. And I don't know exactly how well. On one hand, it's probably been more successful than the Wii U. But is is this wildly successful like the Switch, uh, Wii? Yes. In terms of raw numbers, it's it sold 14 million more than the Wii. Currently. Well, and it does help that it had the advantage of being a uh, being a hybrid platform because it did have it did have the portability that you know no other home console had ever really had. And yet, how many people have criticized it for not being you know as powerful as those consoles, effectively being last gen? I mean, that's kind of also part of we we're again we're six years into this. You could have made the argument that Switch had old tech when it was brought out but now it is definitely like showing its age well now it has the direct competitor of literally the steam deck yep absolutely uh, I, I, now I, the steam deck is not necessarily the exact same thing it's like comparing you know uh, it's uh like i'm trying to think of the correct comparison but it's like a bug versus a truck you know a vw bug yeah it's like comparing a like a 2003 uh, HP uh, laptop to a Chromebook. Maybe I don't know. It, it, the idea is is the question of 
you know, the Steam Deck is more powerful. It is very capable. It's already gotten a huge library of effective games for it, mm-hmm. simply because it has cross compatibility, and not to mention a lot of homebrewing power that's going into it. Like, it's not doing the same thing that the rest of the console manufacturers go of like, wait, you did something to our console? Void the warranty. Yeah, Steam is like, no, mod your console. Just don't cheat. If you do, uh, the one thing that they do state is if you break the board, no, that is, but like if you replace screws or replace the SSD, um, there it's like they even I think Steam actually put it out like here's a uh CAD file for the shell for the Steam Deck for 3D printers so people can just 3D print their own sh- like shiny the uh, like weird tricolor Steam Deck case <laughs> or just another one or they can paint them yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, or just, you know, a custom, like, oh, I want a Legend of Zelda one. I'm going to have one with Link on it. Yeah. But uh, I think Nintendo is just trying to still recoup its losses. It's also a question of, you know, exactly how much cost went into the development of the Wii U in terms of, you know, ergonomics and, you know, other uh, focus group testing. Do you think being That's... the fifth highest uh, selling console? in history doesn't definitively say that it's made his money back on the Switch? I think it's just that they are... Well, it's how much of a gamble the Switch was. And how much one thing the R&D went into it. Yeah. Well, it's... If we take the idea that the Wii U was essentially, you know, the dream of the Switch, that means that it was... Uh, the thoughts of it was fermenting for a long time within Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Not to mention you ended up having its... Uh, the question of replacing its very popular handheld series of of the dual screen, the 3DS, all those, by essentially, you know, collapsing into one console. Arguably, you could say that it managed to focus on the one thing that one part of the market they did have access to, which was the handheld system. Just sharing some information on our Discord. Changes uh, anything. Which I'll say out loud now. Buy a third Switch console. No. I actually had to buy a new controller because the Joy-Con drift was just too much to take. Was this the Pro controller or was this just on the Joy-Cons? It was on the Joy-Con. I, okay. I ended up buying a third-party like like uh, handheld. Like I didn't replace the Joy-Cons. I bought one of those like those controller decks that you can just plug your Switch into. It has controls on it already. Okay. I think that's also the other thing that's going on here. Uh, to make a profit, they're probably not making it as cutting edge as they could be very because bad. that probably factors into the cost of making a switch at it, it gets to change anything but i just posted on our discord was that uh, mm-hmm. according to reports the switch is sold at a profit so the hardware itself is sold at a profit yeah yeah versus other consoles which were sold at loss until they started making profits i'm looking at you xbox well, a lot of that was just simply trying to get their head into the game. Yeah. Well, foot in the door so they could have a piece of the pie. Although I think PlayStation with the PS5 is is also actually taking a level of cut from it, like a loss cut. So to circle back, why I brought this up at all is that, and I guess we're kind of, the answer to our question is that we just don't know, but 
I was just thinking if there's anything we can speculate on, given the information we have. I guess the answer is Nintendo's going to do whatever Nintendo wants to do. Yeah. I mean, like, there has been some statements from Nintendo about their next console, because they actually stated when they released the Wii that they were actively working at, not Wii, when they released the Switch that they had started working on the next console, but they weren't quite sure what direction it was going to take. But they did state that games from the Switch were going to potentially be compatible with the next console. Which makes sense. They spent all the money on making this uh, Switch cards. So, on a more personal level, I'm kind of hoping that the that a Switch Two, quote unquote, is in our near future. Just because after have after having played the new Pokemon games on the again the current Switch hardware, I definitely see like the aging of that console happening. There's a part I, I would I would probably point that 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 was probably not the Nintendo Switch's fault. That was more of the spaghetti code from Game Freak. You know, and I'm, I could see that absolutely being the case. You're, you're probably right in that. Which, so, then I guess we'll find out when the Tears of the Kingdom comes out how that, how well that runs and looks. But there is a part of me that's like, and do I even want to play that game on the, on the Switch in its current form, or do I just want to wait for the, the quote-unquote inevitable new console with new version of said game? But that, that might be a gamble. In, in terms of time. I mean, we could find out that, yeah, there, the upgrade is not until, like, two years from now, and guess what they decided to incorporate into it? 3D. <laughs> I mean, they did do that technology, and I'm wondering whether they're going to bring it back in some way. Virtual Boy 2. Virtual Boy 2. Virtual Boy 2. No, no. I no. don't think they're going to bring back the Virtual Boy. <laughs> Man, I love the I Virtual really Boy. Hope they, I really know. Yeah. I love that. I mean, like, I saw when the 3DS came out, rumors of, are they going to finally bring Virtual Boy emulation to the 3DS? (laughs) And I was going, dear God, no, please don't, because, like... If they did a Virtual Boy, like, compilation uh, cart, that might have been fine. Compilation or, like, something that could easily be downloaded from the store, but, uh... I would love that because the, I love the Warrior game that came out for the Virtual Boy. And I, I have yet to find an experience like that. I would also probably request that if they do something like that, could they at least make sure it's not the weird red wireframe? Because I like to keep my uh, like my eyes seen red. <laughs> I was seeing my favorite color, baby. Eddie, did you take off the headset and then start looking elsewhere and then you noticed that you couldn't see red at all? I mean, maybe. I was... And when I played that, so I don't remember. I remember just uh, enjoying myself getting headaches. That Well, that's probably <laughs> part of it. Hey, any but. more thoughts on, on the Switch 2? The quote-unquote Switch 2? I'm just kind of glad that Nintendo has just confirmed that, yes, even though like this is like years ago, that this whatever iteration of the next console that they're making will be compatible with the old Switch carts. So, I hope so. I hope they don't have much. Now I just wonder if they're going to be continuing with the eShop properly because, uh, kind of sidetracking, they're shutting down both the Wii U and the 3DS eShop March oh, this year. So hard to so, keep hands on old games. If you need something that's eShop only, or you can only get it via eShop, uh, now you may want to link your Ninten- uh, Nintendo account with your old, uh, with your current Nintendo account from, like, Wii U or 3DS, 
and you'll have to load the money via Switch because the only other way to currently get money on those shops is either using a gift card that still allow uh, that's a card meant for those shops or putting money on your Nintendo account and making sure that your 3DS and Wii U are linked to that account. When it's not gaming, nothing is easy with I just wish that they could just bring those shops forward or at least keep them open. But eh, it is what it is and giving people a heads up on it. Well, with that, let's go ahead and bring today's episode to a close. Um, well, we were going to bring up Blizzard Activision, especially because I don't think we've talked about any of that since our podcast is on hiatus. We'll bring that up next time. Um, and that might even have, have led into the other thing I want to talk about, like that you're throwing just Roland and Morning mm-hmm. games like that, but I think those two tie together really well. We can bring it up next time. So, any any parting thoughts before we call it a day? Not really. Watch Attack on Titan no. Part Three. Enjoy that, everybody. I guess. That's Why watch the previous season? You need to watch the final season. The final, 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 final season. Yeah, yeah. Do do what I did. That finale Part Three. Do what I did with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and only watch the sixth season. <laughs> No, do not do that. You will do not, not do understand that. anything. <laughs> Only do that with Attack on Titan. Don't do that with JoJo's. <laughs> Don't do it with either. What with Whitey's? One Piece. Okay, mm-hmm. there we go. We'll one, one Piece, piece. isn't nearly as bad as the other two, unfortunately. Just randomly drop out. Uh, just randomly watch season six only. No, no prelude. No, nothing after. Just only season six. That now I'm trying to think of where season six would probably be. I think season six is when they're doing Merman Island. No, I'm uh, okay. I'm thinking like since, uh, well, f- that's actually a good question of whether or not the seasons for One Piece are different than most other things. Anyway, according to an arbitrary Google search, they say six season six is split into two Sky Island chapters. Oh, it's the Sky Island. Okay, that's not a bad one to start with. So there you go. Everybody, enjoy your your one pieces, your background times, and uh, and your switches. So, with that, have a good night, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Or hear us next week. Hear us. Don't watch us. That's it. That's weird. Bye. This has been a presentation of Front Row Geeks. Adios.